Alright, so John chapter 11. The title of this morning's message is He Had a Plan for That. Turn to your neighbor and say, He had a plan for that. Now turn to your neighbor of second choice and say, He had a plan for that. He had a plan for that. So, a couple of announcements before we start. Sorry, I kind of jumped the gun. I want to say thank you to all you guys who purchased tamales, tamales if you're a gringo like me. We raised, you guys raised $1,116 for kids to go to camp. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. So that's going to go to kids who want to go to camp but um, are having trouble financially. That's going to be all for camp scholarships. So thank you guys so much. He had a plan for that. Amen. So, um, just to give you guys a little bit of heads up, my family, all of us have a, we're all born in December. How many of you guys are born in December? I'm sorry. I join you. So, my sister born December 12th. My dad was born December 26th. I was born December 28th. My brother Paul was born December 29th. So, yeah, it sucked. So, my mom, my mom, we had one party. And everybody had one cake and everybody, and we had one Christmas and birthday gift and it was horrible. So I got robbed for so many years until I got married and I told my wife, Hey, like I want Christmas and my birthday to be separate. And she's like, I totally agree with that. So she felt my pain. So anyway, I'm a huge, I'm a huge sports fan. Do we have any sports fans in the house? Huge sports fan. So when I found out that this summer that LeBron James was coming to the Lakers, I was like, I cannot wait to see a game, to see a Lakers game. And you guys know, uh, Warriors fans in the house, here we go. <laughs> so anyway, when this, uh, when the late, when LeBron came to the Lakers, I was telling my wife, babe, I want to go to a Lakers game. Have you guys seen how much those tickets cost? They're like a million dollars. So anyway, Christmas came and my wife blesses me with tickets to the Lakers game. On my birthday, on December 28th, I was super stoked. So anyway, open that. I'm like, babe, I'm super excited. And then, um, so Christmas rolls around, and we're just cruising the mall for after Christmas sales. And then I saw these shoes. And my wife not only got me these tickets for Christmas, but she got me this LeBron James jersey. And it was Laker yellow, purple and gold. It was super cool. And then there were these shoes. I was like babe, I want to buy these shoes. And she was like, no. I'm like, come on. I was like, babe, come on. These shoes would look so perfect with my jersey at the Lakers game in a couple days. She's like, no. And then she said, you can't always have what you want in your time. And then I said, wow. (laughs) December 28th rolls around. Ready? She had a plan for that. Can I get an amen? Because on December 28th, I woke up to these bad boys. Look at that. Purple and gold with a zebra print. Now here's the thing. My timing was not her timing. Can I get an amen? And I, I, I could have robbed myself and my wife of an amazing blessing if I operated out of my time. And how similar is that in our walk and relationship with the Lord? When we pray, we petition on our knees... And we ask and we ask and we ask. And we're like, Lord, where are you? And how many of you guys know that God's timing is not our timing? It's not. It's not. Sometimes you have to wait. Sometimes you have to be patient. And here in 2018, this is what the message is about this morning, that God has a plan for that. Let's pray. Father, we come before you. We thank you, Lord, for this beautiful morning. 
We thank you, Lord, for the plan that you have for us, as it says in Jeremiah 29.11. And Lord, sometimes we look at the circumstances of life and it may not make sense. And you allow things and we look at these things and we say, how, Lord, is this, how, how is this happening to me? But Lord, trusting in you also means trusting in your timing. Trusting in your will also means trusting and believing in your timing. So Lord, we pray God for a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, as Abe was saying this morning, Lord, this is not from us. This is all from you. So Lord, speak through your word and minister to our hearts this morning so we can close out this year strong and know, Jesus, that you have a plan. There is nothing on this side of heaven that hasn't been sifted through your hands, Lord. Let us believe that. Let us trust that. And let us know it, Lord. Let us not doubt, let us not waver, and let us not fear. For we have a God who will never leave us nor forsake us. Our God sees us. Our God knows what we're going through. And Jesus, you are here with us in this boat, in this thing we call life. So God, we love you so much. We pray, God, for you to do a mighty work today. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. And all God's people said, Amen. John chapter 11, starting in verse 1. Now a certain man who is ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha... It was Mary who was anointed, who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sister said to him, saying, Lord, he whom you what? Love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does what? What's the next word? Does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Here's the thing. Mary and Martha bring this problem to Jesus. Definitely the right thing to do. Scripture says to cast all your cares upon him for we have a God who cares. Can I get an amen? That's what I'm talking about. And here's the thing. Mary and Martha, they bring this problem to Jesus because they know that Jesus can be the solution. They have seen Jesus over and over and over again meet the needs of other people in the communities. He's seen, they've seen Jesus make the lame walk, make the blind see, multiply the fish and the loaves. They have, they know that Jesus, Jesus can do this. Jesus can heal our brother. And more importantly, that Jesus is going to do this for the one that he loves. And he's ill. And Jesus reiterates to them and says, this illness will not, will not lead to death, but it will be for the glory of God. Let's keep reading. Verse 5. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Jesus loved Martha. Jesus loved Mary. Jesus loved Lazarus. Jesus loves each and every one of you individually. Amen? Each and every one of us. Psalm 139. Fearfully and wonderfully made. And He loves each and every one of us. And here's the thing. I love singing this song. Um... I'm singing songs to my son Noah because I want him to know like these promises of God. He's he's one and a half and um, he's starting to me- remember things. So we sing this song. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. We are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me, 
Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. You guys do sound great. And then you know what Noah James says? He goes, Amen. He says, Amen. But here's the thing. Jesus reiterates for a second time, love. He loved each and every one of them. But here's the thing. So many times we think that just because God loves us, it, it means that we will not suffer, that we will not have hardship, that we will not have pain. How many of you guys know that just because we love God doesn't mean that we're guaranteed an easy life? Man. Job? 40-something chapters of suffering, David, Paul, the disciples, Moses, Elijah, Peter, they were all tested in the name of Jesus. And here's the thing, so many times, man, we wrap this, this thing, contemporary Christianity in America, we think, man, I love Jesus, things should be easy. If anything, when I became a Christian, I, and don't listen, I'm not going to say that I don't experience joy because I've experienced the most joy when I came to know Christ. Can I get an amen? amen. But listen, we're going to suffer. We're going to suffer. When your faith is tested, absolutely no church this morning that His love for you is not. Can I get an amen? When our faith is tested, know that His love for us is not. Let's keep reading. Verse 6. So when He heard that Lazarus was ill, was ill, he stayed for how many more days? Two days. Two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. Are you kidding me? Lazarus, the one whom he what? Loves, is sick, he's ill, and you're going to stay for two more days? Jesus healed people right on the spot, Right? So this woman just touched the hem of his garment and she was healed right on the spot. Jesus, what are you doing? What are you doing? Don't you know that the, this, that the one you love is sick? We've been praying for you to show up and Jesus stayed for two more days. See, some people thought that Jesus was late. And how, can you imagine how Mary and Martha felt? Where is he? Don't they know that Lazarus is dying? Don't they know that he's struggling? Don't they know that he's in pain? Where, Jesus, where are you? And all the miracles that you did for other people, aren't you going to do it for the one that you love? What's the title of the message? He had a plan for that. Can I get an amen? He had a plan. Let's keep reading. He stayed for two more days in the place that he was. Verse 7, Then after this he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. Verse 8, The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and are you going to go there again? Jesus answered, Are there not how many hours? Twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of the world. But if, if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because, because the light is not in him. Jesus is telling his disciples, Guys, after these two days, it's time to go. You can see that Jesus had a purpose. Jesus had a plan. That Jesus knew that there was work to do. There was work to do. You know what? There's, let me backtrack a little bit. Three times in the Gospel of John, you see Jesus delay, right? 
you see Jesus' delay. In this story, in John 11, in John 2, where there's a wedding and they run out of what? Wine. And then he replies back to his mom and says, my time has not yet what? Come. And then in John 7, where his disciples are telling Jesus, Jesus, you need to go to Judea to, to perform these miracles so they can see who you are. And then Jesus replies and he delays again. He says, no, my time has not yet come. And here's the thing. Maybe some of you guys have been praying and asking and hitting your knees and you haven't seen Jesus show up. And I want you to know this morning, do not mistake God's delay for denial. Can I get an amen? Trusting in God's will, like I said earlier, is also trusting in God's perfect timing. When we pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy what? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We need to be praying, Lord, your will be done in this situation. Can I get an amen? And also, and also, in this situation, Lord, in this situation, what are you trying to teach me? And in this situation, in this trial, and in this circumstance, Lord, how can I glorify and honor you? And we have some amazing staff at the church. How many of you guys know that? Oh my gosh, we have some amazing staff. One staff member that we have that's just super awesome, who does not nearly get enough credit, is Teresa Morales right there. Teresa Morales. Sorry, I do this with my youth, and I put people on blast, and you're getting put on blast today. I'm talking storm after storm, hardship after hardship, and you watch the way she responded. Trusting in Jesus no matter what. Amen? Come on. Storms that would have wiped people out. And here's the thing. I don't know how people do this thing called life without Jesus. I used to tell that. I told it to Pastor Romano a couple weeks ago. And then he said, well, this is what people do. They go to the world, Right? They go to things of the world, drugs, um, they go to alcohol, they go to addictions, they go to heroin, they go to meth, they go to a lot of different things. But praise the Lord this morning, church, we have a God who we can go to in the hardest seasons of life. We know that Jesus is in our boat. You know that story, who Pastor Romano just preached it a couple weeks ago. The storm's raging and Jesus is doing what? He's taking a nap. And in a moment, He speaks to the winds and the waves and everything is calm. When we pray, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. Lord, what are You trying to teach in me in this situation? How are you? How can I glorify You? James chapter 1. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you face various trials of many kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance and let perseverance have its full and complete work so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking what? Nothing. You see, when we go through this stuff, God's trying to teach us something so that we can be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Let's keep reading. Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. Like he said, like I said, Jesus had a had a work. He was he was focused. He knew what he needed to do in that moment and in this circumstance. He had a plan. Are there not twelve hours in the day? It's time to get to work. And here, as 
as we're just moments from a new year, are there not 12 months in a year? And 12 hours in a day for us to bring honor and bring glory to Him. Can I get an amen? And if there's anything that we can resolve in our hearts this morning, is we can ask the Lord, Lord, what have you willed for me in 2019? And man, 2018 flew by. Didn't it? Gosh. Just went like that. And a coach told me this, and it rung in my heart like forever. Every time I heard this, it just rung it. When I heard this, it rung in my heart. He said, you cannot add time to your life, but you can add life to your time. Can I get an amen? And as we move forward in 2019, who's the life? I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. 2019. Let's live for Jesus. Can I get an amen? Let's keep moving. Verse 11. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he, he will recover. The disciples were just thinking that he was sick and he was resting. Verse 13. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest and sleep. Verse 14. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has what? Has died. And for your sake, I am... What's the next word there? Glad? Wait a second. Lazarus is dead and Jesus says that he is glad. Are you kidding me? Is that the right word, Lord? His disciples are thinking, what is going on? I was glad that I, I am glad that I was not there so that you may believe. Believe. But let us go to him. So Thomas called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad. I want you to know that the heart, some of the hardest things that the Lord has allowed in my life, He used for glory. Can I get an amen? And some of the storms that we go through, the Lord will use that for His glory. He used Lazarus' death for a purpose. He had a plan for that. The trials and tribulations in my life and in your life, God has a purpose. There's this saying that God does not waste pain. Doesn't waste it. Church, 2018, I pray that it was a blessing for you, that you had that golden year. But if you had a year that was hard, if you had a year that had loss, if you had a year that hurt, I want you to know that God will use that for His glory. Verse 17. Now when Jesus came, He found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for how many days? Four days. And why is this number four? Why is this, why is this significant? There is this Jewish superstition that people believed that when someone passed, that the soul, the soul of that person still was around and near the body for three days. And that there was still life that was possible. But it being the fourth day, there was without a doubt 
that, that Lazarus was dead. And can you imagine even just the stench of that body after four days? Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. And look at this, verse 21. And Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had just been here, my brother would not have died. Martha saying to Jesus, Jesus, where were you? Where were you? If you would have just been in the presence of, if you had just been here, Lazarus would be here with us today, but Lazarus is dead. Where were you, Jesus? Where were you? I love what she says after that. Watch this. Lord, if you had just been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, turn your neighbor and say, but even now. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Can I get an amen? Sorry, guys, I do that a lot. Can I get an amen? One of my youth actually got me a shirt that said, can I get an amen for Christmas? (laughs) And I wore it. I should have wore it today. What Martha is saying is she's saying, you know what? Where were you, Jesus? This could, we could have avoided this whole thing, but she's saying, even, even now, I still will praise you. Even now, I will still trust you. Even now, I will still believe in you. Don't you just love that? I love in Daniel chapter 3, where you have those teenagers, and they will not compromise. They say, you know what? We're not going to worship this false god. We're not going to worship this idol. And then, they, and then he said, dude, if you don't do that, we're going to throw you into the what? In the fire. I said, fine. So those three guys end up in the furnace, and this is, this is what they said. they said. They said, I have a God that can rescue me from this furnace, but even if. Some of you guys this morning coming to church, maybe you have some, some weight on your shoulders, but you need to respond just like Martha did, and just like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, that said, but even now, even when, even if God doesn't heal my relative with cancer, even if my marriage is going through some hard times, even if this, but even now that, I will still praise. I will still trust. I will still believe. Because my God works in the impossible. Luke one thirty seven. For what? Nothing is Impossible with God. Despite the situation, despite the disappointment, Martha still trusted God. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Verse 23, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Then Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, no, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Can I get an amen for that? I was talking to Blaine uh, last week, and we were just talking about this thing called life. And isn't life here just like a, a small narrative, a small story? And what we have for the rest of eternity? Isn't that what it is? 
And we read in, in Hebrews 11 and Hebrews 12 about the heroes of the faith. And we read about some stories about people who really believed. Right? Let that be us. Can I get an amen, Calvary Chapel Fallbrook? Let that be us. Do you believe this? Verse 27, She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews were, when the Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary rise quickly and go out and followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and sang to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have what? Died. The same exact response. Lord, where were you? If you would have just been here, Lazarus, our brother, the one whom you love, would still be alive. Verse 33. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Verse 35. Jesus wept. Praise the Lord that we have a God who understands our hurts. Can I get an amen? Our struggles, our pains, and can mourn with us and more importantly comfort us. Even though Jesus knew the end result, even though Jesus in, in verse 3, 4, and 5 told him that, no, this will not end in death, he saw the situation and he wept. That's our God. God in human flesh dwelt and walked among us. He had stinky breath just like you and me. He had to use the bathroom just like you and me. Yes, Jesus. But He also knows what it means to hurt. That's our God. And more importantly, he has a plan for that. Verse 37, But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also kept this man from dying? People were, people were like, Are you kidding me? This is the guy that, that, that made the lame walk, that made the blind see, that performed miracle after miracle, miracle after miracle, did amazing thing after amazing thing, and still, still he couldn't have saved this man from this illness? Isn't it crazy that that's, the same exact thing that Jesus said to him on the cross? If he's God, why can't he just come down and save himself? Then Jesus deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that? What's the next word after that? If. That word, if, means that it's contingent. And here's the thing. How many of you guys know that God has amazing promises for us? He does. Absolutely. But also, we have to do our part and have faith and believe and trust. Can I get an amen? If you believed, you would see the glory of God. 
Verse 41, So they took away the stone and Jesus lifted his, his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this on the account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, his hands and his feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Jesus conquers death. Isn't that amazing? In verse 45 and verse 46, we're going to see how some people respond to what just happened. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what he did, believed in him. So you have people who saw this happen and they believed. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. And then the rest of it says they plotted to kill Jesus. You guys can close your Bibles. See, the response is that people believed. The response is that some people believed and some people plotted to kill Jesus. As we close out this year, it's very, very important. You cannot control your circumstances, but you control you can control how you respond. Can I get an amen? How will you respond when God allows things like that in your life? Because here's the thing. I love when we get huge blessings, and it's easy to respond in praise. It's easy to respond in thankfulness. It's easy to respond in gratitude. It's easy to respond and and worship when things are going great. But how will you respond when you have a Lazarus situation in your life where something looks completely lifeless? How will you respond? So, in closing this message out, I want to invite Abe. We're going to... have a communion song, and we're going to partake of communion. But there was something that Jesus did in this story, and more importantly, when Jesus said, I am glad that this happened. I'm glad. I'm glad that Lazarus died because he had a plan for that. Jesus could have healed Lazarus right on the spot, but for so many reasons, he didn't do it. But the number one reason was that God will be glorified through this situation. That Jesus comforts the brokenhearted. And anything that is dead in our lives can be resurrected to life. And lastly, so that more will believe that Jesus is Savior and Lord. Can I get an amen? So, In closing this thing out, I just have a couple questions. If you guys can all close your eyes and just bow your heads. Let us reflect on 2018 with these questions. This morning, do you know that Jesus loves you? And yes, we sing that song, Jesus loves me, this I know. Yes, He does. Jesus loved Mary. Jesus loved Martha. Jesus loved Lazarus. Do you know that Jesus loves you. He loves you. Each and every one of us individually. And more importantly, even through His love, He will allow 
our faith to be tested for His glory. Number two, do you know that God's timing is always perfect? Always. And Mary and Martha, they cried, they mourned, and they wept. But Jesus stayed for two more days. People thought Jesus was on the scene late. Jesus, if you were just here, my brother would still be here. He'd still be alive. Where were you? Do you know that God's timing is perfect? And maybe you're closing out 2018 in a similar situation. Maybe you're going through some stuff and you're, you're asking that same thing. Jesus, where are you? Where are you? Know that God's timing is perfect. Question number three, is there something in your life that is lifeless, that is dead and needs to be resurrected? Jesus can breathe life into that situation again into a relationship, into your marriage, into one of your family members. Number four, do you believe? And that promise was contingent on that word, if you believe, you would see the glory of God. How is your faith this morning? Do you believe that God can work in all situations? Romans 8.28 works all things for good for those that love Him are called according to His purpose for the glory of God. And lastly, number five, as we close out 2018, how will you add life to your time? What does God want to accomplish through you? So, I want to invite the elders to come up as we pass out the communion elements and then Abe is going to play a song. Um, We're going to share this morning in communion. And more importantly, just know, for for us in 2018, some of you guys might have looked at 2018 and said, man, that was there was some stuff that happened. It was not easy. There was some struggle. There was some hardship. Know that God has a plan for that. Can I get an amen? Lord Jesus, we thank you, Father, for 2018. And Lord, we thank you, Father, for an amazing year. We thank You, Lord, for Your love, for Your grace, for Your faithfulness, for the work that You are doing in us. And Lord, I pray, God, for us as a church, for us individually, that we respond, Lord, to some of the challenges, through some of the trials, Lord, in a way that honors and glorifies You, so that more may come to believe. You are writing a story here in our church. You are writing a story for us individually in our hearts with our personal testimonies. Lord, as we go to 2019, let us remember that we have hope in You. That regardless of the circumstance, regardless of of what's going on around us, Lord, we can continually have hope in You, Jesus. So Lord, we thank You, Father, for Your love, for Your grace, and more importantly, for another new year. We love You, we praise You, we thank You, and all God's people said, Amen.